Hey nerds, Sean Moriarty here. I wanted to give you a little warning about this episode. This episode was recorded on December 20th, and it's all about the interview fiasco. Now, I understand that it's after Christmas, and it turns out they actually did release the movie, so we were wondering whether or not it would be relevant, and after some discussion, we decided our discussion was still relevant, no matter if the movie got released or not. Um, so, you have a couple choices here. One is to uh, fuck off, because you don't want to hear it, because you don't give a shit anymore. And two, you could listen to our very, very educational and learned discussion of the movie business and what happened with the interview. So... Either enjoy or we're sorry. Either one. Either way's good. You're listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. All right. What have we watched lately? been a while for me but uh i don't know if i said this dave and i went and saw interstellar no nice. you guys uh, mentioned yes. that last time we had some feedback about that we did have that some we did not mention these. it we were waiting kind of we, that we didn't guys, talk about yeah. it at length yeah. Yeah. hey yeah. hey hey guys 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 happy new year oh that's right yeah. happy oh that's right 2015 it's halfway through the 2010s yeah it's awesome oh, i i'm pretty pissed about the following things one no self-lacing shoes. <laughs> Two, no hoverboards. Three, we haven't got up to Jaws 19 yet. <sighs> and four, yeah, all that other shit from Back but, in the Future. Uh, but I, and well, no 80s cafes, <sighs> no self-adjusting jackets that guys, also dry themselves, guys, no double ties. They have gloves <laughs> I know. with little fingertips that you can touch your phones with now. So you can still wear your okay, gloves there and is that. still touch your phones. There so that's is that. pretty cool. That is pretty I mean, we pretty cool. much we, we pretty much actually kind of skipped the 2015 of Back to the Future 2, and we went straight to kind of Star Trek kind of stuff because Star we? Trek had touchscreen glass like craziness yeah. mm. on their starships, and we have that in the palm of our hands now. So that's, ah. I'm going to say that I'm okay with not having adjustable clothes and hoverboards for that reason. What? what about <laughs> flying cars, dickhole? <laughs> no, wait. You should never be okay that we do not have hoverboards. <laughs> this is the angriest I have ever seen Sarah. It's Sarah's first conniption for the year. She's turning red, This folks. is so special, yes. you guys. Is... We need to raise awareness. Okay, if, if calm down, breathe. one has been breathe. by the fact that there are no hoverboards. I just, there is help call. out there. Uh, yeah, one you just what? You just can't even get a life. <laughs> I just really want hoverboards. Oh. So to be totally fair, there fair. are actual hoverboards that are in the early phases of. They're mostly gimmicks and they're mostly prototypes, yeah. but they're not anywhere near what they have in Back to the Future. Damn, damn shame. Yeah. <sighs> well, speaking of going back to the future, but not really going going back to the eighties. I kind of did an eighties marathon or. 70s and 80s, and I watched The Dark Crystal ah! and The Warriors. For the mm. first time, right? Both of them for the first time. Oh yeah, my god, I can't I, I cannot believe you haven't seen Dark Crystal before. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So, yeah. Dark Crystal. Fucking terrifying. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. For the first time viewing? Skeksis are 
horrible. Horrible. I had nightmares about them. Thank you. Me too. And I'm 25. Yeah. I I mean, I was like seven, but still. (laughs) (laughs) I have really active over imagination. (laughs) Overactive. Um, Yeah. No, really, really fucked up shit. Jim Henson. I don't know where he was going with that, but I thought the puppeteering was really Mm -hmm. well done. Mm -hmm. We haven't done a puppeteering episode yet. We have not done an episode on puppets. No. No. I'd love to do an episode on practical effects. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Uh, And movies that still use practical effects because like i mean bring it back to interstellar for a moment most like 90 percent of those effects were all practical yeah okay, well, look, tell yeah. me a little bit more about interstellar i saw it too what did you like the most about it besides the practical effects well i mean i think like any good nolan movie your brain hurts after seeing it oh yeah so he's <laughs> just i mean yeah uh he his plots are very very i don't want to say they're convoluted because they're not i feel uh-huh. like they're very complex and i like that because yeah. you have to kind of watch it again to understand everything that's going on. Yep. Yeah. So um, I thought the acting was awesome. Mm. I mean, McConaughey was is a. I, I didn't doubt that he's a good actor because after seeing him in Dallas Buyers Club, you know, sold. But yeah, he was really really good. Um, Brent, uh, Jessica Chastain was, was amazing in that movie too. Sorry to interrupt, but Jessica Chastain's performance pitted against Anne Hathaway's. Who did you prefer? Hmm. Well, they're both, they both have their strengths to them. Um, the one thing I would have actually liked to have seen is her character be more present in the story. Because I feel like it was yeah. the story was much more focused on the relationship um, of Murphy and... Um, why am I drawing a blank? Which Coop, is Anne Hathaway's Cooper. character, yeah. Yeah. So I think the because of that, I mean, Anne Hathaway's... Even though she did a great performance, I just it wasn't a major focal point. I, for some reason, felt like Anne was almost too good in this mm. movie that she was too textbook actor that Anne Hathaway let's be honest she's a very good theater presentational big you know i mean she's a beautiful singer she she's a great actress in the in all senses of the word but there's something raw about Jessica Chastain mm-hmm. there's yeah. something natural there's something almost scary mm-hmm. about Jessica Chastain that i just felt Tugged a little harder at my heartstrings sure. in this film than Anne's in, character. I see that in almost all of her performances. Like Zero yeah. Dark Thirty and in Lawless, she really is raw. Like it's yeah. real. Yeah. She's but amazing Anne in that. Is a little too clean for me, I think. Yeah. I mean it depends on the movie, I feel like. But I mean I can sure. see in this movie I do it definitely I kind of I can yeah. I can see that. Um Chastain just like she disappears into a role at times. Like I, I didn't mm. know she was in the help. Oh yeah. Until I saw her get nominated because her character was so was so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just she just it just it didn't it didn't click for me. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, whoops. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. By the way, <laughs> there yeah. she was. Um, I thought the plot and the themes were all beautifully, uh, just portrayed, and I I loved the idea of there being this I just this fantasy world out there that nobody really knows yet. That there's there are universes out there that we haven't even explored that we, we wouldn't even know if we can explore and no and one dimensions went there. yeah <laughs> really cool stuff yeah we don't want to say anything more than we that. don't want to say anything more yeah. but I will say this without ruining it for Sarah because Sarah hasn't seen it I and some not. of you out there might not have seen it mm-hmm. but the way they tie it all together at the end because it's a very it's a pretty long movie and you get to a point of desperation I yeah. think in it and then the way they tie it all together in the end and then it, it's just real it's very strange but at the same time very satisfying yeah. very beautiful just um, beautifully done the other thing I thought I did want to mention that I thought was really like 
amazing about this film. The one thing they had to rely on computer effects for was the black hole. Mm, right. and, and that's all we'll say about that. <laughs> and then we'll, no, wait, I mean, there's a black hole in the movie. That's just, it, it plays an important yeah. part of the plot. That's okay. all we can really say. But what I will say is that rendering you saw yeah. on screen is scientifically accurate. Cool. It's, uh, they had an astrophysicist they consulted on the film. Well, they had film. Neil deGrasse Tyson. How? Well, it wasn't just Neil deGrasse yeah. Tyson. There was another physicist as well, whose name escapes me at the moment, who oh, basically used see. his data mm-hmm. to, uh, or he had all these theories and all these equations, but he didn't have the computing power to process them. So the film studio was like, well, basically, or Nolan basically went to him and said, well, we can use the studio's money to be able to render it. So he's basically used the, the movie as a means of rendering what he believed black holes looked like. Mm. And because of that, because of that film, he's going to be able to publish his paper and nice. therefore advance the field about astrophysics forward. Oh, nice. Cool. So like, this isn't just a science fiction movie. This is actually helping progress science. Look at Hollywood helping society. Well, because I didn't see Interstellar, yeah. I want to talk about a movie that I did see. You go, girl. All right. I went and I saw Wild Ooh. with Reese Witherspoon. And it was really good. Was it wild? It was pretty wild. <laughs> it was pretty wild. No, um, I, I, you could probably save it for at-home viewing. Probably Ooh. don't need to see it in theaters. But... Really spectacular performance by Reese Witherspoon. I mean, she carried that movie. It's mostly her. Are we going to see her award season this year? I hope so. I think so, too. I hope so. She she really did do a very spectacular job. She's no stranger to it. No, I know. No, but it's been 10 years since she's been... I mean, she's been at the, the Oscars mm-hmm. since then. But like, I think the last movie that she got recognition for was Walk, um, the, line. Walk the Line. Yeah, yeah. for playing wow. June Carter Cash, um, but which was 10 years ago. She's doing a lot of really good work in Hollywood, just herself. Like, she... Um, has been a really successful producer and she's um, very clearly pushing movies that she feels are more interesting characters for women. So, Oh, yeah. Um, but in this movie in particular, yeah, it's this woman who goes for a really long hike on the Pacific Crest Trail, which goes from the Mojave Desert all the way up to Canada. Wow. So and she, did she do the whole thing? Uh, the woman that the movie's based on, yes. Wow, that's a long, yes. long hike. Yeah, I've absolutely. Done, I've done some reading on that that spot. It's, yeah, it's I think in the movie, like it ends like on like day fifty something wow. or, or sixty something Jeez. by herself. Yeah, by herself. Damn. Yeah, I mean, she like there were people that she met along the way. There's a lot of people who do this hike. Oh, yeah, um, been doing it since what the seventies. Yeah, something like that. It's like it's a bit really popular. Yeah. Yeah. Spot. Um, Dear God. I mean, I have friends that have hiked the Colorado Trail, mm-hmm. and it only takes them like a month tops. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. like three months. And yeah. wow. it's really interesting because she's doing it as a – she's trying to, as she puts it at one point in the movie, walk herself to the person that um, her mother knew because I guess oh. her, at this point her mother's passed away. Oh. They come up with that pretty early on in the movie, so you guess it's mm. not too much of a spoiler. But, yeah, she's basically trying to – Get back to who her, who she is, recenter, and kind of not atone for the things that she's done in her life, but kind of get a better understanding of where oh. her life is and how she can move forward. Is it like eat, pray, love, but like dirtier, like yes. just like more mud? Yeah, and less sex. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's right. it's it's a really good movie. I think it's absolutely well worth it. It's not cool. a, it's not a chick flick. So, is there less sex in Eat, Pray, Love, or less sex in Wild? Less sex in Wild. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
and less Italian Julia, food. Yeah, Julia Roberts has a thing with that guy. Yeah, that's good the for love her part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's uh, no, it, but it's definitely not like a chick flick. It's just a really good individual self discovery type movie. Nice. So, um, yeah, that just happens to have a female lead. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really cool. Really awesome. Imagine, cool. imagine if Seth Rogen <laughs> and James Franco tried to hike the Pacific Coast Trail. Uh, they would probably get about They'd probably three stop miles over. in. They could stop at the Mexico border. <laughs> yeah, they would go backwards and go to Mexico or stop over in Humboldt. Like. Exactly. I, I also think that uh, some Canadian hackers would be like, hey, we want you not to release this movie, eh? Because we don't want to propagate the idea of Reese Witherspoon coming up to Canada, eh? <laughs> My God. I love my Canadian brethren. <laughs> and Seth Rogen is, is Canadian, right? Yes. So. That's a disclaimer for all of our Canadian listeners. We love you. <laughs> all right. Well, that leads us into our topic tonight. So, Well done, Sean. Well yeah. done. I'm, uh, I'm Alan's cousin, uh, Richard, the Canadian hacker ghost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I made up a new ghost with the help of Steven. From just, wait, wait, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Real quick. What is... What does a Canadian hacker consume? Like, I imagine, like, Mountain Dew Maple. <laughs> Mountain Dew Maple, uh, lots and lots of microwave burritos. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tim Hortons donuts. Oh, yeah, I, I totally, I totally hacked Tim Hortons. <laughs> I did. I just needed to know exactly how many, uh, what do they call them, tin bits? How many they sold a year. I had a bet with a buddy. Yeah. I, I, I'm you the only Canadian day in this some... room, and I can't even fight this. Like, yeah, I don't, even... Actually, you don't start your day without a double double and some Timbins. <laughs> <laughs> Although I really, I really do say there should actually be a Mountain Dew Maple. I would totally drink that shit. I, <laughs> Mountain Dew Maple, you, Jesus Christ! Like a so this is a hipster thing. She's like, are you a Canadian redneck? So, not, Mountain I'm, Dew Maple. I'm not kidding. Uh, this is a, a hipster thing. You can get maple water now. Can you really? Which is basically so maple water is yeah, essentially like runoff. It's, it's literally just <laughs> yeah. straight, the raw, the raw, the raw, from, s- not sap, but the raw comes from the liquid tree. from the tree before it gets distilled down into syrup. Oh, oh my god! So I was it's like that. moonshine, but like or not moonshine, but like um, well, it's not alcoholic. Like it's like pure. It's like coconut water. It's mm-hmm. like it's supposed to be like refreshing and coconut water is kind of nasty. Do you oh, know? Anyway, out. guys, <laughs> we're digressing. So with that, welcome to Nerds on Film, everybody. I'm Sean Moriarty. I'm Roxy Noberry. I'm Sarah Ashley. And I'm Brian Moriarty. And we about to get fucking real up in this bitch about some serious talking points. Yeah, for once we're actually going to try to be relatively topical. Yeah. Instead of yes. talking about movies that came out 10 plus years ago. Exactly. Yeah, uh, hey, according to my great grandmother, two weeks ago's episode was very topical. Aww. Oh, that's good. Thanks, Grandma. That's all she remembers. <laughs> is all it? Yeah, she's got a pretty advanced uh, dementia. She just relives 1947 over and over again. Aww. Are you big wow. for real? No, no, no. <laughs> no all of our grandmothers. Are dead. Like, no, my really great grandmothers are dead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> womp womp. Yeah. Well, you know what? Is it dead? The American spirit. <laughs> It's been, no, but it's been a little sucker punched today. It's been a little bit oh, kicked sakes. in the crotch. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, so, so what about that First Amendment, huh? So, I mean, do we really need to fill people in on what's going on? Maybe a couple people who yeah. don't follow the news want to get... So let's, let's boil it down real simple. So Sony got hacked by this alleged terrorist group called the Guardians of Peace, who we are now pretty sure is North Korea. Uh, Meh. 
and basically threatened to mimic the 9-11 attacks if they released the film, the interview, a stupid satire about <laughs> James Franco and Seth Rogen as characters who tried to assassinate Kim Jong-un. Um, and what's happened, the, the way the dice, or the way the, the dominoes fell uh, is originally uh, AMC and Regal pulled distribution for all the films, pulled exhibition, I should say, from all the films. And then finally, Sony canceled the release date, and it's unsure whether they will release the film at all. Mm. And then on top of that, the Guardians of Peace threatened Sony again to take down all social media, basically, Mm -hmm. regarding the film. They're basically trying to wipe it away as if it it doesn't exist, which, to me, sounds pretty much like the tactics of a totalitarian regime, i.e. North Korea. So... Yeah, I was actually, so I read an article on Wired um, saying that's actually pretty difficult, that if you do have skilled hackers, it's actually really difficult to figure out where they did come from because false IP addresses and all these other things that they set up in order to deflect. So it could honestly be people people just fucking with Sony and not actually North Korea. But we have really good fucking hackers that are better than their hackers that their the NSA job does, is to find the trail of breadcrumbs. The NSA does. The NSA probably could. But at the point of recording, the NSA wasn't involved in tracing these hackers. But that it was, we the, know F- of, but it was the, the FBI. It was the FBI. FBI is saying, right? But the FBI does not even have what the NSA has. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the NSA has these, the quote unquote, this mythical computer that can handle like 4,000 bits of yeah. Yeah. uh yeah, but North Korea is like like twenty years behind us. They're still using names like Acid Burn and Crash Override. <laughs> They're stuck in Johnny Lee Miller, Angelina Jolie world. Here, here's the thing I find so ironic: Kim Jong Il was a lover of movies. Like he would go to movie sets all the time. He he just he loved film, and he I'm sure he was probably a little peeved about Team America: World of Police. But you didn't see any of this happening ten years ago huh. when that film came out. There was out. outrage. There was outrage. I'm sure. But there, granted, and granted, there was a different president in the White House at, at that point. But I feel like there was outrage from North Korea. I'm sure there was, but <laughs> they, there wasn't this level of of retaliation at this no, point. No, that's true. So. Which is why I want. Let's start out with motive here. Motive. Now, the motive we think for the hackers is that they're North Korean and they're upset. Now, the motive for Sony to do what they're doing, I don't think, has anything to do with a terrorist threat. I think that they're just worried about more of their very, very sensitive information being released. And that's why they're well, shit scared yeah, and are bending to the will. Because they have employee records Oh yeah, that are being held. Exactly. It's that's, like if Leonardo so, DiCaprio's fucking social security number gets posted and then he sues the company. And then that happens with what? Like four or five more big stars that have shitloads of money. It's not just it's not just big stars, but it's their low level employees, too. It's everybody within that American subsidiary of a Japanese company. I I do want to. Oh, no, I understand that. I'm just talking about the people that have the means to to take Sony down with lawsuits are the people that are the actors and the, the richer folks. Sure. But I think also we should be giving credit to Sony for wanting to protect their employees. Yeah, but that information is going to come out no matter what. It's going to happen. Either way. Don't I, you, uh, sorry, real quick. But don't you think that they're at least trying? Like, it's. I know it's one of those things like, okay, everybody's saying don't negotiate with terrorists, blah, blah, blah. Uh. But it's one of those things like if you have the opportunity to try and protect your employees, even if it means that you have to comply by not releasing a movie that the people who already did see the early, the early footage of it and everything said it was going to be a shitty movie anyway. 
like why why wouldn't you want to protect the rights of your employees well it's not about that at all i mean i don't think anyone debates that we need to protect those people as well but they're also not asking for a ransom either this isn't about negotiating with terrorists this is they're just doing it to be malicious at this point i don't know i just i feel like they they are usually when you hear people making these kind of threats mm-hmm. if you just do what they say just to, they, to me that to me it's just it's cowardly i'm, I'm just gonna go out and say it I, and i understand that they're trying to protect people too but at the same time what scares me more is this whoever they are north korea or fucking canada a group of people attacked a multinational corporation and stole information about a dumb fucking movie <laughs> they stole and they stole information about everything but they, they did stole a hundred terabytes of information I think, honestly i think really i would well i'm willing to bet you that these are this is a group of hackers completely unaffiliated with north, north korea who just use the interview as a as a some sort of scapegoat or some reason to point it into a different direction Ooh. i and think that they just, adds to my yeah. point I think that it doesn't matter that their, their security has been breached. The information is already in malicious hands. Yeah. So he's backtracking. They screwed up in the first place by being well, very lax and having really shitty network security. Hold on. So a second. they're backtracking, not necessarily trying to it, protect their employees. They might they might be wanting to do that, but I don't think it's worth it. And I don't think that it's going to work. Hang on a second. So I didn't even get a chance to finish. So point I'm trying to make is it doesn't matter who it is. This happened, and what's being done about it is kind of ridiculous. I just feel like that, like the fact that the media for the first week was shaming Sony for having all these dirty secrets. Oh, a studio has dirty secrets. I'm shocked. Yeah, you know where they they talk shit about about the first time I ever heard about the scandal at all was the whole thing about the comments about Angelina Jolie that were being made between um, these two producers, where they were arguing about who should direct um, this upcoming film. I forget what it's called, but basically, uh, I think it's Sam Raimi mm. that called Angelina like this amateur brat and blah, blah, blah. And then there was this uh, female producer, I, I'm blanking on her name right now, but she was like going back and forth with Sam Raimi about it. And they were just like slandering was it, her Was name. it Amy Pascal? Yeah, Amy Pascal. Thank yeah, you. She's, yeah, she's effectively one of the heads of the studio. Yeah. That's, she's that's, not just a yeah. producer. She's no, one of the heads. She's the a studio head. That's right. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. So I just remember like hearing about that and then more and more news kept coming up about Sony and all of a sudden there's all these like threats and this really yeah. like strangely worded uh, almost like mini manifesto about what's going to happen and 9-11 coming up and all of a sudden it's like what the f- this is a clusterfuck of epic proportions. The thing that I find so frustrating about this most more than anything is that like yeah okay so Sony's got some dirty secrets yeah sure a lot of Hollywood companies do but so does like every other major company period mm. why is this making national news but why isn't why aren't people like focusing on the bullshit that monsanto does every single fucking day mm. or you know sweatshops that are still happening and all this other like there are way 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 mm. worse problems or what happened in pakistan and nobody school. yeah and nobody's talking nobody well, no, talks th- yes that. there yes that's true that, that maybe it doesn't get as much of a spotlight because we have a sensationalized media in this mm-hmm. country but i mean it does get talked about and this is bigger than that because it was an attack by a group of people who believe that they're fighting for some sort of cause. And what scares me about this, and I'm not trying to, to spread terror or anything like that, but they've done it to a studio now. Awesome. What's going to happen now when they when they decide they want to turn their heads on, on a bank? Or uh, how about a, a munition supplier? You know? Like, there there are serious ramifications of this. And... I'm glad the president finally said something about it. Yeah, what did you guys think about that? Um, I think it was he 
was pragmatic about it. He said that he agreed that the Sony, he understands where Sony is coming from, but I agree with him. He said that, that they made a mistake by choosing to pull the release of the film. But yeah. the thing, and he, but what he did say, he also said that um, that Sony wasn't working with him. They may not have been working with him directly, but they were working with high level people in in the White House. They huh. Sony came back and said we were working with the government huh. on this decision. So he's not being fully honest with what I his or maybe is. maybe it did. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't getting to him for whatever reason. I don't yeah. know. Huh. Either way, but Sony came back and said no. We were working with people in the White House. Why well, they maybe fucking... they maybe they maybe they just didn't take their advice. They don't. Yeah. I mean, they're a private company again, a subsidiary of a Japanese company. Yeah, they can do what they want. They can do. What yeah. They however, want. Ja- the the Sony headquarters has had very little say in what. I mean, I'm sure they're probably getting involved now. But two days ago, it was specifically said that Sony Pictures made the decision to pull the movie without any guidance from Sony. From their parent proper. company. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's still uh, the thing is, is what I hate to see happen. And and Sean, I know I think this is where you and I disagree. I really hate to blame Sony for this. It's, I, no, we're not blaming Sony. It's, it's, no, 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 no. Finish. Sean's been calling a fucking boycott on Facebook. Yeah, yep. of Sony. Uh-huh. And this is where I disagree because I don't, I don't think that we should be as as a phrase that Roxy used when we were here earlier, kicking them while they're down. Because they were, like, George Clooney was trying to, like, he had a petition circling or whatever, trying to get people on board to help insulate and support Sony. Because if the if the movie theaters hadn't abandoned them, if uh, other execs and other studios hadn't abandoned them, this wouldn't have happened. And here's the other thing, too. Let's remind ourselves, this is not high art, okay, <laughs> that we're trying to protect here. This is my favorite this, point. No, no, no this but is... that part... No, no, let her finish. subjective. Okay. Let her finish. I understand... The need for entertainment. I do a goddamn movie podcast. Obviously, I understand <laughs> movies are important to all of us, okay? But this movie wouldn't have been missed if it was never created. It's not about that. Let when I, expression. I, I understand that. I also... The thing that they wanted to express about, oh, yeah, we're going to assassinate Kim Jong-un in this movie was really, I think, to be inflammatory. I really do think that, that that's what it was. So it's and okay there, to, no, to no, block freedom of speech if it's I'm not, not pertinent? Say, no, I'm saying, Hold on. but I'm saying that message is already out there. Whether or not that movie gets released, the fact that Seth Rogen and James Franco kill Kim Jong-un is already out there. That message is already out. We don't need to see how it's, I mean, it does. we don't need to see how it's done. We all saw I the don't preview. Think, I don't think that Team America need, needed to be pulled from independent movie theaters at all because I think that's actually good biting satire that pokes fun at both sides of the of the issue. Yeah. This, granted, didn't haven't seen the interview, obviously. don't think we're going to, mm-hmm. but it's, this is really, it was a very one-sided presentation Okay, and also, and therefore, kind of making it closer to Hot Shots Part Two, where we kill Saddam Hussein in the end with a piano, like that's <laughs> that's what it's closer quality. to yeah. than Team America. I think actually pulling Team America was wrong. Mm. So, well, shots. my hypothesis, I mean, would be, let's say for argument's sake that this is North Korea. Mm-hmm. I mean, how old is Kim Jong Un? Thirty years old, I think, at this point. He's fairly young as far as a dictator yeah. goes, right? I don't know. Just, He's fairly me, young for a dictator. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he looks like joke. a fat two-year-old with a growth problem, like a pituitary disorder. Yeah, and he's got the diabetes now because he's been eating so poorly, apparently. Uh, and he's walk- He's getting around on a walker. He's, he's wow. going to drop dead by probably before 40. Yeah. 
what it looks to me like is this is a young guy who's in the shadow of his father and grandfather who took offense to a movie and he's trying to make his way in the world and he's trying to to show his muscle so that the world thinks he can't be trifled with but he's a fucking joke you know that's just that that's what the, everything i'm looking at looks like to me i don't know if that's true or not like you said it could be anybody who's He's really a sick behind person all this. with power one well, considering that north korea is actually speaking out saying wasn't us well of course that. they're gonna deny it i know it. they're gonna deny it but that's the thing though like that's not a really good way of exercising your muscle actually the weird thing is is north korea has been known for being crazy openly so yeah. why would they <laughs> deny it why wouldn't they just jump on the train and be like fuck yeah that was us we did that all of ourselves <laughs> We did that ourselves. Actually, like, Kim Jong Un is also an amazing hacker. You didn't know that shit, did you? Because well, that's the thing. They, that he hacked it himself. Because here's the thing. Because if hey, he, he had... said they won the World Fucking Cup for God's sakes. That's what their people believe. Oh my God. Okay. They said that they won the World Cup. Okay. Here's the thing. Let's. Okay. So let's say that. Granted, that North Korea is a little bit on the batshit side when it comes to Just them being public. But let's. Look at the ramifications. If they had said, oh, yeah, it was totally us. If a government assumes responsibility for an attack on an American company. Oh, yeah. It's an act of war that is going to yep. guarantee U.S. retaliation. Figured. If they deny it officially, that means, yes, there is some friction between the United States and North Korea. But there's not an all-out fucking military strike instead. Where, where, where they know that we would win. Because even Obama's- though they have... Yeah. If we're, cause, yeah, no, North Korea has nothing. Yeah. I mean, uh, they have supposedly nuclear technology, but we don't know how advanced yeah. it is. We don't know uh, how safe it is. And we know that we have, I mean, I'm not trying to sound like, you know, America, but <laughs> but we do have the largest standing army in the world right now. So it's like next to China, pretty much. Yeah, all, and, that, all those ridiculous amount of taxes going to defense spending. <laughs> yeah. This is one of those times where I'm like, oh, I'm kind of happy we have that right now back because back we can do something about winners. it. <laughs> no, it, it, we got credibility, yo. I just find I don't know. I just find it kind of because, like, it, it seems like with the amount of public tantrums and declarations <laughs> hmm. that North Korea has on a regular basis, I, I I'm kind of ashamed of this. I would think that they would kind of fess up to that, but yeah. instead they're saying they're like, no, it wasn't us. Let's work together with the U.S. Like, we can't... They even said, we don't have the technology to figure out who did this, but the U.S. does. I want to work side by side with the U.S. to try and figure out how this went down. But that's all rhetoric. We I don't know, know this that, is all, We don't know that that's true. I know this is all rhetoric, and we know it's... But we don't even know anything. <laughs> we don't, we know, don't anything. know anything. We're getting all of this secondhand from the media. <laughs> okay, Shanzi? I wanted to get back to Sarah's comment about uh, my... Internet movement to boycott yeah. Sony Pictures. So, Sarah, you think it's wrong. I think we it's pointless. We shouldn't be kicking them when they're down, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would have... <laughs> I I think I, I would be supporting Sony. I would be sending them money of my own to help. And I think somebody, maybe one person, would have signed George Clooney's petition since nobody did. If Sony said, you know what? We're releasing this movie anyway. Fuck you guys. We'll deal with the repercussions. We've got people on our side. We're going to do everything we can to help our employees, but at the same time, we're not going to bend to this bullshit fucking well, intimidation. The people who didn't want to sign the petition were afraid of their personal shit getting caught up in Sony's personal shit because these were the people that that Clooney was going to were other execs, other studios, other celebrities. 
And well, it's not like he was like, here, on the petition, I want you to put a thumbprint in your social security well, number I'm, next to it, and then we'll send that through Sony's system, and then they'll get help. Right. I yeah, they're that. just signing their name to so help support. It's not I mean, I don't think that it's that black and white that, oh, that if we say we're on board to help Sony, then all of a sudden our information. Because now, I mean, honestly, now they've probably got network security up the ass that they did so quickly after all this yeah. shit went down. So what's the worst thing they could have about that their employees' information? Their social security number, their their address, pretty much, right? And all the um, uh, insurance records, health insurance, all that other stuff for their family members and all the personal information. Right. So we're talking members. about the most they could do at this point would be identity theft, pretty much. That's the worst that they. That's the worst this group could do for yeah. these employees. There's also people but who were also do, like. A lot of people do when they're at work and they happen to be in front of a computer doing any sort of online banking or anything like that because the thing is is where your IT people aren't necessarily going to be pulling your information. There's a lot of stuff that where people are doing um, uh, keystroke recording and all that other stuff. That Fair enough. So uh, all yeah, that but banking That all, again, ties back into yeah. identity theft. Now, yeah, all of these – well, hang on. Yes, I understand that there is also idea about personal banking. There's other information that is sensitive. But that still only ties – to at most identity theft, and these are now people who I'm sure the government is now keeping watch of the of those employees to make sure that nothing else is damning is being done to them. You don't believe that? No, I uh, no, I'm not. I, I'm saying that the government, Sony's already taken steps and has a link on their website when you go to it for employees and former employees, where they are already taking a huge financial hit by paying out of pocket to do identity theft protection yeah. and all these things that happen when uh, th that can help you after your information has already been uh, and your identity has already been stolen. So their employees are protected in that way. They're already spending all the money to do that. Why not just release the movie? Because the thing is, is if anything were to happen, if anything were to happen in any sort of movie theater, even if it was somebody who wasn't actually affiliated with the group but decided to do something stupid anyway, that blood would be on Sony's hands. And that would absolutely – and this whole shift of public opinion would absolutely turn fully against Sony more so than just, man, Sony fucked up. It would be like, you killed people. Because if you look at what – like an understanding that – this group specifically used the words 9-11, all this other stuff, to scare the shit out of Sony. But Sony is a pretty well-insulated company. They also know that we as American people scare easily. Mm -hmm. Look at what happened with Ebola. Look how many people were afraid to go to movie theaters after Aurora. And all these things, like... This is the reality that we live in is that people are fucking scared. So we just go through life. Some scared. people. We, we no, let them I, win. no I'm not people. saying I'm not saying that that's what we should do. But I'm but just you're, saying, but you're saying it's OK that they did it, though. So you kind of are saying that it's okay I'm not saying what Whoa, I'm saying is what? what I'm saying is, is I don't think we should hate Sony so much. I don't think we should boycott Sony. I'm not saying that Sony made the right decision. What I'm saying is, is they made a decision based on what the information that they had and the stuff that they knew. I'm trying to present a global perspective here, not just the one-sided perspective. I am not on the side of Sony and I'm not on the side of these terrorists. I don't, I'm not even on the side of the media in this case because <laughs> I think that, I mean, really, it's just total, the whole, there are more important things to worry about. And my and my problem with this is that I don't think it's fair to kick Sony when they're down. That's that's the thing that I'm saying is I, I, I don't think we should be boycotting them. I It's just frustrating 
that Sony had to make a really rough decision and is really frustrating that the way that the media and now the government is presenting it as a cowardly move, which I don't I just don't think that that's a fair adjective to use because you're not the Sony execs who had to make that decision, who just had their entire lives and the lives of all of their employees thrown upside down. And all these people having to go through all this work try- just trying to protect themselves. I think that's really not And nobody's really not wrong, fair. Sarah. You're right. Are we agreeing to disagree <laughs> I'm with right. Yeah, because everybody's entitled to their opinion. You are not going... You don't think that Sony should be blamed entirely and be boycotted in that respect. I think that they should have stood up and grew a pair. And you'll buy tickets for their movies. I will not buy tickets for their movies. And I don't think it matters either way because I'm pretty sure this is going to take the whole fucking company down. I mean, if you want to be fair and balanced, I will say here's the one thing that they that the government could have done. The government could have called in the National Guard, put them at key points where they thought they were at the most risk for an attack to take place, and shown the fucking movie. Yeah, but that, the- then you're talking about like millions of taxpayers' dollars to protect. Then all of a sudden it's millions of taxpayers' dollars were paid to protect this fucking ridiculous movie. But I mean, maybe I'm just being overly idealistic here. But I mean, I feel like that's worth it because it's a, it's it's more than about just the movie at that point. It's about the right for us to release that movie and not be scared of someone fucking attacking us for saying something that someone else doesn't like. I don't think that there. I just the idea that anyone would believe that there was that even North Korea's government could execute that whatsoever is so ridiculous that anything just could have shame. happened. It's just a shame they couldn't be for higher art than a fucking Rogan and Franco vehicle. <laughs> Why? I, but I, I mean, like those movies. I know that they're not like they're not high art per right. se, but they have a lot of off-color jokes and the dialogue and the improv, the improv-based dialogue and the jokes that go back and forth are really entertaining for the most part in those movies. Yeah, but good enough to start a World War Three. <laughs> like, really I, I mean, I guess I'm kind of coming also from like a personal perspective. I was probably never going to see that movie in theaters anyway. Me neither. Yeah, I, I probably was, was going to skip it. Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, because it didn't look good and it looked like it was in bad taste. It didn't even look like good satire. Well, I live in Colorado, so I was gonna do some things and then go see it, and then it would have seemed like fucking, and then it would have seemed like a Nolan movie. There you go. It would have been the Interstellar of comedies. I think Sony probably had to have a really long discussion with their people and like cost benefit analysis. Is it worth releasing this movie that people, that major critics and and other studio execs had already seen that yeah. already said it was a shit yeah. movie? And, I mean, yeah. I mean, and Brian, yeah. you've said that it's a First Amendment thing. And that's a little iffy. There's a really big gray area there because it's not censorship if the company that made the movie pulls yeah. it themselves. Yeah. It's, it's self-censorship is what it is. It's setting it's a precedent. More, no? I think it's I think it's shitty. I think it was wrong, but it's you know, it's, it's not, not censorship. censorship per se. And it, and even then, if another country is violating your First Amendment rights, it's not it's not government censorship, nope. right? Okay, fair enough. Understand it it's not this isn't about legality at this yeah. point. I mean, yes, it's about more ideals and I fully understand that i still feel that choosing to to not say something because you're worried about offending somebody is to seem to me is counterintuitive to what we as a society have grown to be okay with question then then why don't you say the n-word because you give power to the word hmm. I, I mean it's, Goldberg it's, make a good point about that it, one. it's one of those things like there are also certain things that people do 
to be polite. Like, and there's pol- understood. Well, on, on the other hand, there are people though. that do use the N word. Louis C.K.'s used it in two of his huge stand-up specials, and yeah. he's you figured yeah. out how to use it in a way as a white redheaded male. Yeah, he's figured out a way to use yeah. it where it's hilarious and it's not racist. Sure, that's fine. That would be Team America then, as opposed to I think probably but, the okay, interview. Okay, and that's yeah. fine. Here's the thing. Yes, you can make a choice to not say something because it's something you stand for. I will not say that word because I don't believe it's it's plausible in my own everyday life. I'm also right. an actor. If I have a script that requires me to say that yes. word, I will absolutely say that word because that's what the story and this character are trying to represent. Right. Right. I think there's a difference between choosing to not say something because it doesn't reflect who you are as a person and saying something that because it's who you are as a person and then someone else is telling you that you can't say that. And, or or saying that, okay, I said this, maybe I shouldn't say it because I'm afraid of what's going to happen to me. But when it's really speaking to who you truly are, and you're trying to... to and even as something as silly as trying to... About two Hollywood people who are trying to assassinate a dictator. It's ridiculous. It's a totally stupid plot idea, but... I just I feel like that we have a right to to say that kind of thing, and if that's being encroached upon, we have a really we have a big problem. So I think we do about? agree on that. All of us can agree on that point, right? To a certain extent, I think that the evolution of the of using um, inflammatory speech um, and the the words that we don't use anymore had to go through that evolution. Sure. So, like, the reason why you feel so strongly about it, why you will not use it in your common speech, is because of how it evolved to black people saying, you cannot use the N-word. It is derogatory and it offends me. And it is a mark of inequality or whatever. And I think this is, again, not trying to defend terrorists here, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to defend hackers or anybody who violates, you know people's privacy and things i don't don't believe in that but what i but if somebody sits there and says i this movie is offensive because all you're doing is just pushing america being awesome that even our two dumbest entertainers can off a dictator (laughs) you know it's it's like it it really does belittle an entire country yeah but that country doesn't need any help being belittled and it's our right to say it because it's within our country. No one in America is taking offense to that. That's is, is this only an American release? Was it never going to go anywhere else? I'm sure it was probably going to be released internationally at some point. <laughs> but it's there. It, it, those distributors have the choice whether to pick up that film or not. And if they're choosing to pick it up, they're choosing to take the message along with it. Well, what I mean, about, I mean, we could equate the North Korean regime, Not uh, let's not say equate, but say that they have uh, certain qualities that are reminiscent of a certain German gentleman with a really lame mustache. Now, what about the movie The The Great Dictator that Chaplin did? I mean, I'm not sure if he was killed in it. As I Uh, have not seen it, he was not. He was not killed in it, and nor was were they direct. It was a parody. They weren't directly saying it was movie. Yeah, but they're directly saying Kim Jong Un. Like that's. That's so? not a parody. That's direct. Okay, but you have the character of Adnoy Hinkle who has the same mustache, almost the same logo, and is doing the exact same things in the same country. Yeah, so as if they did Adolf that Hitler. with this movie, if they did that with this movie same. and changed the name a little, but the guy looked very similar, they would still be pissed off and still be horrendously offended. But I think we would have, I think Sony probably would have had less cause to pull it at that point. That it's, is, if it's really North Korea that's doing it. Here's the, I'm not arguing that it's a gray area. What I'm just saying is, like, this is the world that we live in now. 
this is a world where people do get offended by things. I've I've gotten hate mail on this thing because of offended people, right? And it's yeah. funny because I haven't gotten much hate mail, and I've probably I, said the most offensive things on this show. I know, I know. So I, I, I don't. With you, it's expected, though, Sean. Like you've kind of made your grave in it. North Korea is a country that should be nuked. Every man, woman, and child vaporized and turned into a Marvel, Disney, Star Wars theme park. The thing that the thing that is frustrating about this is that I I don't even know I don't even know what compelled these people to make this movie in the first place. That's I think it's hilarious premise. Like I saw the preview and thought it looked dumber, but the premise is pretty funny, I think. I mean, no one really knows where inspiration comes from, right? No, so, been smoking some serious. Probably good stuff. they probably had some really heavy shit. Yeah, dude. that they smoked, <laughs> and it inspired them to do this movie. I understand that you know we that, that it's the world we live in. That yes, people do get offended. Hey, I've gotten hate mail. I recently got a hate mail too <laughs> yeah. on this podcast. You have to be true to who you are, and it's always and, and if you say something to offend somebody that you didn't mean to offend, you say you're sorry. You know, it's that, that's that's basic human decency. And if North Korea was offended on it, Sony probably would have released an apology. But I wouldn't have pulled the movie because they were offended. It's different to say I'm sorry that you said something than to not say it altogether because you're worried about offending somebody. Yes, you can consider somebody's feelings, or in this case, a country's feelings. But if you're trying to make a statement about that about what's going on. And yes, I would say that e- there's probably still a little nugget of truth in the interview. Just a uh, tiny Brian, little bit. S- Supreme leader does not allow feelings in North Korea. <laughs> I-, I guess the thing that I just find so frustrating again is that we are not Sony. <laughs> We're not in these people's shoes. I don't envy the decision they had to make, but that still doesn't mean I don't think their decision was wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I and we we can agree to disagree on this thing. But I don't think that it's that it's morally reprehensible for me to go. I don't think I want to pay for their movies anymore. I don't agree with their ethos, and it it's just not for me. And that sucks because even though the last couple Spider-Man movies haven't been amazing compared to what everybody else says, even though they have <gasps> amazing in the title, the first one was really really good, but the second <laughs> one wasn't as. After watching it a few times, come on. Ro- but Roxy. I'm not gonna get to see Spy. I mean, and Roxy, this, this brings calm me. Down, this brings me, by the way. To what the hackers should have done. Why didn't the hackers at least do something good for us and say, we're going to release all the information if you don't give Spider-Man back to Marvel? Yes! Thank you! That would have been nice. That would have been nice. And and to be totally fair, Sean, I want to ask you a question since you say you're boycotting Sony now. And I believe that you are. If Sony changed leadership and they chose a different, you know, approach to things, would you reconsider? Brian, I like I said before, um, there's. Dev- I read an article in the Wall Street Journal a couple days ago from a guy who who basically laid out how terrible this really is for Sony and how easily this could and will likely destroy the, the company. entire company. It's they're going to be done. So I mean, that's also one man's opinion. But at the same time, the more I think about it, this could be too much for them to handle. For Sony Pictures, you mean? Sony Which Pictures. Is- yes, I I renege my Sony. I don't want to, you know, f- trade your PlayStations in for Xboxes. Fuck Sony because uh, Sony's a completely different company. I mean, it's obvious it's based on what I've yeah. been reading that they're not making decisions for Sony Pictures. Yeah. And what really makes me sad about that, if if this does, in fact, bring down that studio, is that there are two American icon studios that are going with it because Sony owns MGM and Columbia. Mm. And either they they'll, and which also which others. also owns United Artists too and TriStar. There's like four studios that 
are staples in American cinema that, that would be That doesn't mean that gone. they can't sell those pieces off, though. Well, they could. They very well could. In fact, yeah. they may have to yeah. to deal with the legal ramifications of what they've done. Yes. But... And I'm only boycotting Sony things forward because I don't think I could stop watching my Seinfeld DVDs, and those are Sony television. <laughs> you're, you're not going to give them up, huh? You're not going to no, burn them? No. Well, I had them on the floor covered in lighter <laughs> fluid, and I had the match lit, and then I said, no, I can't do it. You chickened I can't out. Do it. You yep. chickened out, Sean. Just your love for Seinfeld and all things new. George is getting upset. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, taking it up a notch. I heard a rumor that if they, you know, if Sony does, if Sony Pictures does collapse, that they're not going to be able to continue with Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> and it just—it's going to go sure? back to Marvel, but they're not going to you... be able to take Andrew Garfield with well, according them. According to according Why? to recent news, Civil War is moving forward without Spider-Man being involved. So they're not trying the, the co-op that they were working on mm-hmm. fell through. Why? I know. Why hey, honestly, they happen? might need to they might need to have a garage sale and start selling off some property so that they can actually make it through this. I don't think it's going to be oh. a quick collapse. I think it's going to be slower. So they're I mean, how much money could they get from Disney to sell them Spider-Man back? One trillion dollars. Probably it's not worth one trillion dollars. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just it's that property's not worth that much. <laughs> <laughs> educated guests, not so educated. So why don't we close this up and then head to feedback. Um, does anyone else have any other points they wanted to make? I think that we forgot to mention um, the theater chains because the theater chains were the first ones to go. And then that's one of the things that pushed Sony. So AMC, Regal, Bowtie, Carmike, those ones that pulled the movie, those are such big releases that... I believe Sony should have been like, okay, then fuck you. We're going to have people are going to go to these tiny little theaters to see these, these locally owned theaters to see them or the smaller companies. But they're just as much to blame as Sony. And I think we didn't talk enough about it. So I wanted to make sure that was conveyed. I have one more point that I wanted to make too. And it's just to reemphasize that, I mean, ultimately this is a discussion. Yes, it's been a debate, but there really isn't anything. I mean, this is America. There's there, there can't be a right or a wrong in this kind of case. So, uh, I know I get passionate about my opinions at times, and I think what mostly what's more important is that we're talking about this and that we have the right to talk about this kind of thing. So that's all I just wanted to kind of say. America. Uh, Dave actually wanted us to put his two cents in. He sent me an email to be read aloud. Aw, Dave. Are we ready? Bring on the Daveness. Hey, nerds. Sorry that I cannot be with you. It's my lady's birthday. However, not being there in person... I wanted to be there in spirit. Sean, I couldn't agree with you more. This issue transcends the issue of, oh, the movie isn't being shown. We are now on the precipice of a censored society. More so than we thought, having now confirmed North Korea censored the film because it depicted in a fictitious slash satirical tone the killing of their leader, and to have Sony back down tells the world that we are able to be censored because of our media output. What is to stop them from making another set of demands because they don't like another project, i.e. Steve Carell's newest movie was shut down as it took place in North Korea? What is it to stop them from censoring our news footage because we are showing or covering things that go against what a country likes? Doesn't always have to be North Korea. Clooney said it best, we're not going to give in to a ransom. As we watched one group be completely vilified, nobody stood up. Nobody took that stand. Now I say this is a situation we are going to have to come to terms with, a new paradigm and a new way of handling our business. Because this could happen to an electric company, a car company, a newsroom. It could happen to anybody. That was in reference to a petition that he created that no one signed. You can read more about this article. Okay, he gave us a link to a Dateline article. 
And he said, on a more personal note, what bothers me is that the future for people like me, people trying to break into the industry, we're standing on a new paradigm. What will this mean? If one country can make us back down for reasons that are unclear, but it's highly speculated that the Guardians of Peace have more dirt on Sony that if sent out would be devastating, then what is to stop another and another? What does that mean for us creative types? Will we need to censor our work and not have a message in our work anymore? Is that something that we want to resolve to? Personally, I don't. This is a huge blow to the industry and a scary look into the future. That's why this is so enraging, because it's changing the course of the creative world, and not for the better. I appreciate you reading this, as to have a voice from afar, be a part of this discussion, but I'm curious to hear what the other nerds think about this. Well, Dave, I wish I read that in the beginning, because we touched on all that already. <laughs> yeah. yeah, about that. Sure. I, I just, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where, again, I don't think this is a black and white issue. However, I do not think that this is a mark of a, of a censored society in the future i i really don't you think this th is just res responding to scare tactics i think this is responding to scare tactics yeah i don't i think this is more of an issue on um, violation of privacy yeah of of hacking into corporations i do not think that this is so much censorship of art it yeah. is scare tactics and i'm hoping it's a prank i'm just waiting for shannon doherty to appear and oh god the cameras are <laughs> <laughs> can i just point out though that one of the more interesting points of this whole thing to come out is how Channing Tatum decides to write emails <laughs> because there was one that I was on Docker and it was like, I guess when the, the jump street sequel came out um, and it was like second in the box office or whatever, yeah. but it was the, the second highest grossing comedy or something like that of like gross out comedy or whatever. And it beat Ted. And so he, like, wrote an email just like, yeah, suck it, Ted, or something like that. And then and then it was, like, just ha, 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 ha. And I mean, like, I was scrolling through the web page of how much. And the whole thing was in all caps and completely fucking ridiculous. It is exactly how one would expect Channing Tatum to write an email is or really like what it came down to. Kanye West, even. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, whoa. Kanye West does his emails in all capitals, doesn't he? Yes, he does all his tweets in caps. Locked. Size yeah, 18 yeah. font. Yes, he's a very excitable writer. Genius at forreal.com. <laughs> uh, so I created folks. that website just so I could have an email that came from it said genius. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I kind of don't feel bad about that email coming out. I haven't looked at virtually any other emails that was the one i happened to stumble upon while i was researching this stuff not bad choice. but but for the most part i also don't think that people should be reading into i didn't read the emails email, either so. i've just read pieces that different articles have uh have put yeah. blurbs of yeah i've not definitely have not actively gone out to seek those <gasps> oh things. wait i totally missed that so that was an email that got hacked yeah that was one of the ones that got leaked oh <laughs> hmm. wow wow um I mean, you know, I would love to, I'd actually honestly love to hear who, what our followers think about the situation. I'd love to get their perspectives on the sure. situation too. Um, so if you're going to do that, by all means, please hit us up on our social media by doing that. Go to our Facebook page uh, and go to our Twitter account at Nerdonomy. Do you want to put a hashtag up for this? Let's I mean, see, hashtag nerds on interview. <laughs> <laughs> nerds on Sony. Nerds on Sony, there you go. Uh, why don't you go ahead and hit us up, and then for whatever way you choose to do it, uh, end it with hashtag nerds on Sony, so that we can see what you have to say about that. Um, why don't we get into some feedback? Listener feedback. Yeah. 
So we had uh, uh, a less than positive email from a man named John. It says here, uh, subject offended message. Sarah Ashley, I have also taken a break from Nerds on Film. I quit listening in mid-September because I was offended by your opinions that are quite offensive. Wow, that's a little redundant. I agree with the double standard that Ryan also wrote in about that was explained well, and I thank you for your clarification. The biggest problem I have is your continual negative white male, in quotes, and middle America, in quotes, comments throughout the last several episodes preceding my auditory embargo. I am a white male from the middle of America who enjoys watching foreign films and have nothing but the utmost respect for women. I find your comments offensive. And he goes on about how he's a cop and how he's he doesn't agree with what Sarah's opinions are. He finds them offensive. So Sarah, what do you think? What what do you want to convey? I do also want to point out that he does make it a point to um, explain that in his situation, he has uh, women that he works with that he respects and would have, you know, absolutely loves having them on his side and um, that they have each other's backs. Yes. He's in in an interracial relationship and he's been passed up for jobs by women and or in favor of women and, and Hispanic males and stuff. So, it sounds to me actually that we're on the same side. That John, I'll go ahead and speak to you directly. Um, it it sounds like we are pro equality, which is how I've always tried to present myself. And if I'm, I am absolutely sorry, so so sorry, um, if any of my comments have offended you. The, in the comments that I make, what I'm trying to do is um, speak more against the um, white male dominated culture. Um, not to say that I'm speaking towards anybody's individual experiences, but statistically it is a truth. And also to clarify a term when I'm talking about middle America, I am not talking about the Midwest or, or anything like that. What I'm talking about is the median population of the United States. Um, it it has absolutely nothing to do with the the Midwest at all, actually. It's not a geographical thing. No, it's not. Um, it's a socioeconomic. Yeah. It's a, Middle America yeah. is Although like... Although there are plenty of people that say Middle America to talk that's about true. that. That's true. So, that, so it, again, clarification of terms. I am so tremendously sorry. I, I, you brought up a really good point about how farmers have kept going through the economics, farmers with bachelor's degrees, etc. I have, again, no problem with farmers, no problem with the Midwest or anything like that. It's more of just a, an overall reaching cultural issue. And to be perfectly honest, maybe I do have a prejudice against white males, but that's just because I've been raised in a society where if I see a singular white male standing on the corner, I, I feel the need to lock my car because I'm afraid. So, you know, these are these are things that we're trying to battle and trying to get past. And I am not saying I'm perfect, but what I do appreciate is you writing in and, and kind of continuing the dialogue. I'm really sorry that you felt you st- had to stop listening i we don't want to lose any listeners i cherish all of you guys well he um, said he started listening again he started listening again which is why i'm able to yeah. talk to him sarah i really I, I really appreciate is that you're you're being honest you're responding to him and you're being really vulnerable mm-hmm. about how you feel and that's yeah that's what this is about like it's about us having an, a, a true yeah conversation about it and you yeah. can't have an open conversation if you're not willing to admit no. potentially where you may have done wrong. No, absolutely. And, yeah. and and again, I've never never intended to offend anybody with any of my comments, but I can understand that sometimes it's really hard to hear. Mm-hmm. I um I've been known to be a person of strong opinions. Yeah. And it's also and most of my friends actually, and I, I know this is gonna sound weird, but I grew up in a boys' club. Like mm-hmm. all of my friends were guys, you know, and so it's kind of like Having these conversations now as I've evolved as a woman, as an as an individual, 
it's really interesting to have these conversations because there are a lot of awesome, equal, fair-minded people who still take offense to this. And it's it's not I'm, it's really hard to explain that it's not about you and it's not about an individual like basis or anything like that. It's about how minorities feel, how women feel in these situations and how we're trying to get past that because we are all equal. And we should all be tolerant of each other. So mm, beautifully and it, said. And I'm sorry if I've ever seemed otherwise. So. Except for North Korea, they suck. <laughs> Moving forward. Yeah, um, we got feedback from Dustin. Subject: Damn, Gina. Says I just started listening to you guys recently, so I've only listened to a few of your most recent podcasts. I had to write to you with reference to the second part of Lord of the Rings episodes. First of all, uh, get Juna back some more. She is a walking encyclopedia on LOTR and Harry Potter. I'd be interested Loader. to hear what else she is knowledgeable about. Now, I have a m- couple of minor nitpicks with reference to the book um, history provided. So he goes on to talk about how in the fellowship at the beginning, um, during Bilbo's birthday, Frodo's at 33. Gandalf disappears after the party, doesn't return for almost 17 years, around Frodo's 50th birthday. Um, Frodo doesn't leave the Shire for another seven or eight months. And then the rest of the adventure actually goes on about the same amount of time until the One Ring is destroyed. There's a lot of dawdling in that book. There is a ton. I mean, for it being the end of Middle Earth. Right. <laughs> dum, 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 twiddling our thumbs. Um, basically, he, yeah, yeah, this is a very detailed email about, you know, specific details in the book. And we really appreciate your feedback, Dustin. I, I wish we had more time to kind of delve into it. Um, but your knowledge of this is is very vast and we appreciate that. So there's that. And he goes on to finish it with... Um, you guys are doing a great job, and I look forward to your next podcast. All right, so you guys know where to hit us up online, and if you're feeling very generous, please give us a donation. You can hit the donate button on nerdonomy.com and throw us a little cash if you like us that much, or you can get an Audible subscription by clicking the link on our website, and you should probably do that from a desktop, uh, but if you only have a mobile device, go to audibletrial.com slash nerdonomy. Do we cool. all have fun, everyone? I think so. Yeah. It was definitely a spirited conversation. It was. It was like, oh, let's get into a rousing debate, and then Sarah's going to make an apology, and now I'm just tired. <laughs> <laughs> if Dave were here, he would have just said Sarah was wrong a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> I said we could agree to disagree. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, this is America. We have the right. We, we can agree to disagree. This is America. Absolutely. Isn't this America? Yeah. I thought this was America. <laughs> so, uh, this is America. Folks, this it is, is in that Canada time. where we throw Tim Hortons donuts at each other when we try to argue. I want to have that fight. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it is that time, folks. So until we meet again, stay nerdy and tune into our next episode. Same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com. Bye. See ya. Bye bye. And roll credits. Famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. I'm so ronery, <laughs> so ronery, so ronery and shadry a ron. <laughs> you have a beautiful voice.